The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. And today we have another album review coming to you. This one came, it came a little bit out of left field. I wasn't expecting uh, to see this one on the list, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised to see it. We're going to talk about Bruce Hornsby's 1995 album, Hot House. Adam, I believe you put this on the list. I did, because I've been a fan of this album for a long time. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. It's because sure. it was an album our mother had, and I'm pretty darn certain she had it on there, and it was played in the house on pretty decent rotation, and so it was one I just kind of remember always being around, always being played, and, you know, most people would know Bruce Hornsby from, like, maybe one song or a couple songs, but mm-hmm. it's not this album. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I definitely know who Bro- uh, Bruce Hornsby is. Wrote a lot of um, well-known songs of the '80s. Very famously, um, uh, I almost said Tupac. Not Tupac. Oh. It was about Tupac. No, it was yes. about Biggie. No, no, no. It was about Tupac. Changes. Oh, it was Tupac. Yeah. Changes. Yes. Uh, oh no, no. It was the Sting song that was made about Biggie. Yes, exactly. Okay. I get those conflated sometimes. But oddly enough, I don't remember this song from our childhood. Or this album? No. Uh, Yeah, the album. I don't remember it from our our childhood. I don't remember mom playing it that much. Um, I, however, have come to love this album over the last five years separately. Okay, that's cool. That's very cool. uh, So it was already an an album that I had kind of had on a general rotation. Um, In some cases, more like picking out specific songs than than the whole album in, in, in general. But uh, I also have come to really enjoy it, so I'm, I'm glad to be talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it's funny that we kind of had it on separate things. But yeah, I definitely remember Mom having this one. It felt, I don't know if it was like a cleaning album or not, or, or mm-hmm. just something later that she would put on um, that maybe I listened to, or maybe it was after you got to college that she got more into it. Maybe that's where I have that connection and you don't. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, The Way It Is. That's that's the Bruce Horsby song. That's just the way it is. Things will never be. Uh, yeah. Um, like, the, and then they, Tupac, the, the, you know, whoever had, had like that cover for after his death that went really yeah. big. Um, every little kiss is another big Bruce Hornsby. Every little mm-hmm. kiss, every little one. Every uh, the little Valley one. Road. Valley yeah. Road is another one. Yeah. Mandolin, Mandolin Rain. Rain. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, those are some really good ones, but Hot House, um, is like his fourth biggest album. Um, it, it didn't even go uh, gold, so it hasn't even sold over five hundred thousand copies. Um, mm. Where he has had uh, a couple platinum and multi-platinum albums before, but like it's kind of yeah, it's kind of funky that this is the one that we're, we're we're picking up on. But it's the one that I think uh, I had the biggest connection with, and I would listen to from top to bottom, mm. pre- like often enough. And actually, I'm glad we are talking about it because it actually has my favorite Bruce Hornsby song sure. of all time on this album. It's it's hard to disagree with that because it's an awesome song. <laughs> I am assuming that we're thinking of the same one. Well, we'll find out. Uh, so the album was released on July 18th, 1995. Uh, under where it was recorded, there were a couple. It was recorded partially at Soundmasters in L.A. Uh, there was a place called Clubfront in California, or Marin County. And then it also just says, Bruce Hornsby's house. <laughs> sure. 
It, the, for the genre that listed as jazz rock, I don't know if I'd classify that as jazz rock. There's there's jazz elements. That, um, here's the thing. There's so it it is such a f- a, a fusion of yeah. so many different things. You can't really. I don't know. I don't know if I could put it You're in the right. genre. Yeah, there, I mean, there are some rock elements. There's bluegrass, heavy bluegrass elements at times. Yeah. There's jazz. There's, I mean, there is um, some. Some you get like even some like electronica synth stuff, like you know, or like yeah. synth instruments at times. Yeah, it, kind of that early '90s synth yeah. uh, pop sound. And mm-hmm. before I kind of, uh, well, I'll just say it was put out by RCA and actually produced by Hornsby himself. He did all the production. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the art. The, yeah. the art, it tells you exactly what this album is going to be. Sure. Simply by looking at it, it's a, a painting. I could not, I did not see who did the painting. I don't know if you have that information. Uh, no, who I don't the, have that info. Who did the art cover. Um, but it is a kind of a stylistic painting of both Charlie Parker and Bill Monroe. Charlie Parker, very famous jazz mm-hmm. saxophonist, and Bill Monroe, basically the father yeah. of bluegrass yep. music. Uh, and that definitely plays. It does. Uh, so, okay, it says cover illustration by Gary Kelly. Okay. So Gary Kelly, great job. I would say that's a I, that's a painting I would have in my house. I mean, it is. It is nice, and it, it fits so well with you. Yeah, you're right because there is the fusion sound that Bruce Hornsby does really well, particularly in this album. It it just makes sense. Yeah, uh, and that also plays in some of the guest artists. Oh my God! I was looking brings. at like those the lists of the guest artists. I was like, this is stacked. Yeah. Yeah, so there are so many people in this. Li- I'm not going to name everybody. Um, he has his standard band, so the personnel for his sort of standard group is Bruce Hornsby on vocals and piano, J.T. Thomas on organ, J.V. Collier on bass, Jimmy Hayslip on bass. On a couple of them, they kind of went back and forth. John Molo on drums. Uh, I'm going to skip one. Bobby Reed on the saxophones. John DeEarth, I think is how you okay. say his name, on trumpet. Debbie Henry on backing vocals. And then... One of the greatest names I've ever heard in my life, Ornette Fogelberg, <laughs> just on the tambourine. It just doesn't say specific. So every track there's a tambourine, it's him. Yeah. I, I went on a deep dive to try to find this guy. This is the only credit in anything I could oh. find ever. I don't know who this guy was. I don't know if they literally just pulled him off the street. <laughs> if he was like Bruce Hornsby's neighbor and he's yeah. like, I need a tambourine player, man. I need you to sit in. Um <laughs> But I, was, I don't know. I was fascinated by this random. Sure. Because he's, he's only, it's not percussion, it's not tambourine, and other, it's just, just tambourine. tambourine. He, he is specialized. Yes. <laughs> um, there are a ton of guest performers. I'm going to name a few. Um, one um, on uh, Country Doctor, Shaka Khan appears yeah. for yeah. backing vocals. Legendary singer right there. Yep. Uh, on Walk in the Sun, Levi Little up here's Levi Little, one of the members of uh, Black Street. Oh, what? No diggity. Yep, no, he's, one wow. of the, he's one of the members I of Black Street. Never would have guessed that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the two, in my opinion, the two most important ones, yep. um, Pat Metheny, yeah, Pat legendary uh, jazz guitarist. Uh, one of my, I've played so many of his yeah. pieces um, in various things. It's funny, and I... I recognize the name so much because I think between you and mom, I think mom had had a couple albums. Yeah, mom, mom listened to him too. And so, like, I, I knew, I saw the name, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, it's just <laughs> one that I was like, I didn't know he was because he's on, he's on multiple songs, quite yeah. a few actually, and and doing not only guitar, he plays sitar on one of them. Yeah, um, he's he's known actually for kind of like he's jazz, but he's kind of like modern mm-hmm. synthy fusion jazz. It's 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 he's kind of. Uh, to me, like Matheny is a genre all his own. Like you can listen to something, you're like, okay, 
that sounds like Matheny. Anytime I hear something like that, nine times out of ten, it means he's on it. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I will uh, mention, uh, legendary banjo player Bella Fleck uh, yeah. from uh, Newgrass Revival and more famously Bella Fleck and the Flecktones, uh, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. who I've seen in concert at least three times. Um, and it, he's an amazing performer and always yeah. great to see. Oh, there, I mean, yeah. There's one more. Did you want to save it for the last? Um, uh, I must have missed one. No, tell me who it is. Who am I missing? Oh, no, you're right. Very, very at the at the yeah. like, on cruise control. Uh, go ahead and just tell us. Sure. Um, Jerry Garcia, the yeah. uh, lead vocalist and guitarist for the Grateful Dead, uh, was on. So, which is which actually is very fitting because Bruce Hornsby was a touring member for the Grateful Dead from 1990 to 1992. Actually, uh, he okay. played piano for them. So there was, I think, ties with that. And this is this album came out the same year that Jerry Garcia died, so oh. it must have been near one of his last kind of you know um, guest appearances. Yeah. Uh, all right, Adam, hit us with some fun facts before we dive into this album. Sure. We already actually talked about a lot of the things <laughs> I was going to mention anyway between the artwork. Um, and just kind of like the sales and all that stuff. It did hit number 68 on the Billboard 200 chart, which is not is probably one of the lowest that we've ever talked about, I think, sure. uh, of all of our albums. Um, didn't even, yeah, didn't even sell certified gold or anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bruce Hornsby is, is someone I would love to see live. I'm not going to yes. lie. Because um, he's just one of those artists who I've, the, the couple different albums that I've, had and that I've listened to, which is the way it is. And this one, um, it, damn near every single song is a listenable song from mm -hmm. what I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, now when we dive into it now, will it still hold that? We'll see. But it's just, it's, it's one of those artists that even though he does some funky fusion, -y, some other stuff, everything still fits within his style mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everything flows to where it's like, I, I don't have a single bad thing to say. Like, well, you yeah. know, what I from what I remember. Now, sure. I'm much older now, and, and I'm much angrier. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see how things go. And I, I think one thing also to, to put into point is, and I, I, I've watched a few live videos of him performing over the years, even some mm. kind of fairly recently. He always seems to have top-notch musicians okay. playing with him. So, you know, I, there is nothing better in a group than a, a top-notch horn sure you know horn section if you got a really good horn section they add so much to a song if you have a bad horn section it can take so much away um, <laughs> but he always seems to have just amazing musicians surrounding him all the time um which i mean he himself is also an amazing musician it's not to say just to make him look good but it does make him look good yeah uh, all right well i'm ready to jump in and we will start off with the first track called spider fingers is anybody listening? What we're doing tonight? Can you give us a chance while you hit the sauce? I might try a little flash up here just to get ourselves across. Yeah. Let the spirit linger. So, to me, uh, listening to Bruce Hornsby is not for the impatient. 
Uh, <laughs> sure. The shortest track on this whole album is four minutes and 36 seconds. That's the shortest one. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, we actually start out with the longest one. The very first song is the longest one. It's six minutes and 44 seconds. It's a long track. But it's weird to me because it... it Almost seems like this thing started out as like maybe a finger exercise of some kind, uh-huh. and he took that piano thing and it was like, oh, you know what? I can make a song out of this, and you know what? It works for me. It does. It's got. You're right. I. He does have longer songs, but the pacing on a lot of them goes very well, mm-hmm. and I think he he's got he knows how to. Well, he definitely knows how to storytell, and I'll kind of talk about that with some of the lyrics down the line. Yeah, I, I think this gets me in the vibe, you know, get some of those horns, the jazz elements, you know, the good piano in there pretty good. Yeah, I, I like the sound of this one. I like the feel of this one. Uh, from what I had read, apparently after a night of playing with the Grateful Dead, Bruce Hornsby's drummer overheard a dead fan saying that Hornsby had spider fingers. And that was <laughs> the, the you know, inspiration for this, apparently. Um, but like, you know, looking at the lyrics, it's about the magic of playing piano and he's talking about spider mm-hmm. i can do it on the black and the whites uh yeah. i think my least favorite line i always thought was silly every single time he's just a little hand trick a little prestidigitation <laughs> i'm just like it's just a little funny to me it's like you're dropping the sat words on us bruce come on man come on man the only other place i've ever heard the word prestidigitation is in the disney movie the sword in the stone so i'm pretty sure the wizard mentions it at some point and that's what it makes me think of and I, I have to say, I actually love that line sure. because it's because it's funny. Because it's, <laughs> because, it is funny. Because, because it really comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so the magic of piano and going out there and playing in front of people. Um, I like the song. I'm with you. The lyrics, I think, are overall meh. Mm-hmm. But the sound, the piano, it's great. It gets me moving and it gets me going into the album. It's got good energy to start yes. us off. It really does. Yep. Big piano energy. <laughs> That's right. A little BPE for you. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Well, well, let's move on. I'm really anxious to talk about the next one because yeah. it is my favorite song on the whole album. Actually, my favorite Bruce Hornsby song of all time. Uh, and that is White Wheeled Limousine. <laughs> I mean, on top of the fact that we get both Bella Fleck and Pat Metheny on this track, Uh basically like playing off of each other, which is is like every jazz and (laughs) funk musician's wet dream to just to see these guys play together. Man, I wish if I could see them play together, play this song together, it'd be amazing. You really, you really get the feel of the bluegrass here, not only with the banjo, but with just kind of the the upbeat pacing of the song the kind of almost almost country backbeat that the drummer's kind of giving you mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah exactly it's just got the very simple um you know that they yeah, exactly like a, like a basic country song yeah of the, of the of the of that part yeah yeah um uh, an interesting story because we're talking about um uh adultery essentially exactly like on, on your on, wedding day. on your wedding day <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting story, and then just the technicality of what 
not only Bella Fleck and Pat Metheny, but also with Bruce Hornsby, kind of that it's it's a weird a banjo, a guitar, and a piano doing these really cool technical runs, and they're all so clean. It's all just right together, and every 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 time I listen to this song, it's like an eargasm. It's like yeah. a music nerd eargasm for me. Uh, absolutely, and. Uh, not even to just to state how you just the way this song starts it just goes like it just gets you into it so hard and so perfectly yeah it's got like, a great that oh that opening lick just hooks mm-hmm. you in yeah exactly exactly you're hooked immediately um you're right this is the best song on the album absolutely love it it, it and it contends for maybe bruce Hens- my favorite bruce hornsby song as well um yeah and so this is, I think, one of the better lyrical songs on the album. Um, it's It's got great visuals when you really think about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's about this groom who cheats on, on the bride, mm-hmm. you know, on the day of the fucking wedding. You know, you, you got the, the, also the, the, just the way that he words some of the things. So starting things off that, you know, she walks into town in a long white gown. You know exactly the setting. Immediately, yes. so she's into town. She, you know, this is a, this is a wedding. This is this is a bride right now. But then it's going. Oh, the rice was gone hours ago, and the white wheeled limousine is standing alone. So it's just like the limo that is supposed to take them off to start their journey. It's not being used. It's yeah. literally just just sitting there. And there's other stuff going on. But like, yeah, I feel like the lyrics in this one they really paint a picture of what kind of happened. And it, you know, one of the last lines is, um, and the father of the bride is drinking so slow, you know, because he just, he has to absorb what the fuck just happened. Well, and on top of that, on that line, they do this great musical thing to make you feel it where they drop very briefly into a halftime. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the pacing where it has been kind of, oompa, 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 and then yeah. when it, when he gets to him dr- drinking so slow, God, just for that that brief time for that line uh-huh. to really make you feel like it's slowing down for him before it pops back in. So yeah. a great sort of like musical imagery, not just with the words, nice. but with the actual music itself. Yeah. It, it, the, the banjo, the jazzy feel, everything melds and and works amazingly. This is, uh, honestly, these first two tracks, they really get you in a good mood. And this, yeah, this song is just fantastic. Yeah, both Pat, both uh, Pat Metheny and Bella Fleck do take uh, solos, and mm-hmm. and they're not like annoyingly long solos. It's to me, it's just about the right amount of time. Sure. It's like it, you know, give them a short like you know twenty thirty seconds to solo, and then we move on with the song. Um, and I think Bruce Hornsby actually has a pretty good piano solo in this one as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, a- amazing song. Uh, okay, so we're gonna move on to the next one, which I just looked up. So I did mention that Levi Little uh, uh, from Black Street. Uh, was back in vocal. Also, David Hollister, also from Black Street, uh, okay. did back in. So half of Black Street is on Man. this track, yeah. uh, and it is called "Walk in the Sun." Some
Okay, so here we get a huge change in feel. Yeah. Uh, we get a, a pretty big change in pace. We've slowed mm. down a little bit, which honestly, I think after the the almost manicness of <laughs> white wheel limousine, it's it's warranted to step back a little bit. Agreed. Also, since we had kind of an almost bluegrassy, kind of you know, almost like acoustical type sound here, we get kind of almost electronic-y sounding drums. Exactly. Some synthy uh, kind of sounds going on. So we've changed a whole bunch of stuff here. And, there, uh, and there's harmonies. Uh, the the vocals have harmonies with them. There's people singing. You yeah. know, you're getting layers of that as where the first two songs were pretty much pretty much just Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. And this this sound reminds me of kind of the, the older stuff like Valley yeah. Road and stuff like that yes. in, in, its, in its tone and that sort of thing. I agree with that. And it's a it's a pretty song, you know. Mm-hmm. You think it might be just like a sweet sounding love song kind of thing, you know, one day we'll walk in the sun. Um and then I actually kind of, you know, it, it is to an extent, but then I dissected the lyrics. <laughs> and it's about a guy who works in a strip club. <laughs> okay. A, it's about a guy who works in a strip club. He's like a cashier. Um and either one of the strippers is his girlfriend. Or he fantasizes about one of the girls is okay. in the strip club is his girlfriend. I'm not sure which. It's kind of one or the other. And then he's kind of hoping that one day they'll be able to step out of their dark, shady life and into the walk into the sun kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I like the idea of it being a fantasy. Um, mm. And he's just like this kind of goon who, who works at a strip club. And <laughs> he's hoping for this, you know, bright and shiny picket fence life, you know. And right. that's what the, the vibe of the feel is. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's still a, a, a great song. Yeah, really like it. Even though it definitely has such a different feel, it does still it still fits with his sound. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 you're right. I like the the ebb and flow of you know we had the very manic. Right, the way you put it was perfectly manic, uh, almost feel with White Will's Limousine too. We're slowing things down, but in a very good way. Yeah. Let's move on to the next song called "The Changes." White girl on the cheeky says you're all the rage My friends and I think you're quite the sage I wear a cold blue and a finger gauge To see what you wear, the wind blows today Play the changes Play the changes Play the changes See what you wear, the wind blows today Old friend Dave with a silver so again, immediately another style change. Yeah, we went from kind of bluegrassy sound to kind of that almost synthy pop sound that he kind of had mm-hmm. from the eighties. Now, s- almost straight jazz. It's like I was if I was transported into like a an older like jazz club. For yeah, sure. <laughs> a smoky jazz club. Yeah, uh, a whiskey on your table. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to the guys in the corner uh, just play. Pat Metheny comes back to play guitar on this one. I like the change as a song. To me, the song was kind of mid. I felt the same way. Um, you know, it's it's fine. I think the 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 feel I appreciate, but I agree, it's not one of my favorites on the album. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I find it. I was kind of looking up the lyrics and whatnot about uh, seems to be about somebody who's kind of playing music for a living, maybe seemingly unsuccessfully and the difficulties of playing for a crowd, or maybe like there's a hypocritical crowd. He's talking about white woman in a dashiki and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe there's some stuff about like, Oh, people who constantly criticize you, but they're kind of hypocrites anyway. Um, I'm not sure that's maybe (laughs) what it's about, but either, or I think it's fine. It's, it's a filler for me. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, let's move on to the next song called The Tango King. Here she comes, coming round the bend Into the bathroom, going back again Fix the hair, a baby powder that shine Just to give a good cold shoulder next time So I will say I'm a little disappointed that I immediately don't get a tango feel <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, from a song called The Tango King, but again, it feels like another style change. It's almost it sort of like a, a country, uh, like a kind of a country song, more of a country, not bluegrass, mm. more sure. of kind of a country song in, in terms of the feel that I get uh, from the, the background music. But it does, it, in, in, it, it does up the... Maybe it's not, it's not super upping the tempo. No, but I do feel like the uh, it's got a more it's got a, a more um, I don't lighter know, positive mood vibe to this yeah. one. I don't know. Yeah, and I yeah I like it. I think it, it works well. It's not it's not an amazing one, but I do enjoy right. it. Yeah, I I kind of the same thing. I was like, oh, this is a, a nice song. There was nothing in the song that like immediately grabbed me. Yeah. Um, so like I maybe I would say this is kind of middle or upper middle uh, in the track or in the album. Sure, but it was a fine song. Yep, I enjoy it. Uplifting feels like I kind of looked up the lyrics. There might be more to it, but I got like this bunch of people going out dancing and stuff, and for this old with this old Tango King guy, and I don't know. There's probably more to it. I I just couldn't really <laughs> figure it out. But it was fine. Yeah, I, yeah the, I like the song. Uh, okay, uh, let's go on to the next one called Big Rumble. I think this is a real fun song. And, I mean, another style change. You get a much yeah. more rockin' feel to this yeah. one. Kind of a almost like maybe blues rock. Yeah, yeah, A yeah, little yeah. bit. Maybe. I'll give you. Maybe a little bit, you know. But, I mean, yes, a heavier sound. Um, mm-hmm. a, a really strong backbeat coming from a boom, pa, just yeah. really hitting you. And just, it's it's kind of like a fun, you know, hey, now, come on down. It's fun. It's really fun to listen to. It is, yeah. This is this is um, a fantastic, like almost like background song. You have it on, yeah. and you're like, you know, this is this is a perfect song that I think can get put on for crank up, play play for the house, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody can kind of do their own thing, but they're all grooving to the same beats at the same times. All right, let's move on to the next song, which uh, featured uh, sh- the one that featured Shaka Khan on uh, background vocals, uh, and that is called Country Doctor. Let the man a young country doctor with a perfect wife and sons. Well, he worked his days and the Sundays he prayed. And nobody knew why the wife slowly withered away. I saw the country doctor asking what was wrong with me. What's going on? Where that 
again, another song where the style does not match the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not country, really. Definitely more bluesy yeah. to me in this. Yes. But it starts off with that interesting an interesting kind of drum yeah. and piano kind of getting things moving. Um, I I liked the song fine. Is it is it like a about a a murder? It is. So it's about um basically there's a country doctor uh who murders his wife. And I, I you can tell it's like he seems like a legit upright citizen. You know, he goes mm-hmm. to church, they talk about it, he's the town doctor, um, but he's kills his wife and the per and the kind of the narrator of the story talks about he sees these bottles you know that are unmarked and so to me it's definitely feeling like he he poisoned his wife and right um he, he says he told her that it was a rare affliction you know like no he's poisoning his wife because he was probably sleeping around and he even says uh-huh. it um and he poisons the wife and they, what about the kids they also have kids and all this kind of stuff but yeah it's a country doctor who's uh Kind of a kind of a, not a good person, <laughs> not a good person at all. But it's 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 interesting. I like there is he's weaving all these stories, almost like these dark stories in here. But it's good. I like this one. This is this is one of my upper level songs for me, probably. Yeah, it was it was a nice listen. It was a nice listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Metheny comes back, listed for just the guitar solos, so he didn't do mm-hmm. anything else. Okay. Which I totally get because I actually have recorded songs myself where I brought in other people just sure. to do the guitar solo. Um, yeah. Maybe it needed somebody with more technical prowess sure. than I could provide, or something like that, because I wanted something specific. Uh, so I totally see that. Actually, guys have been doing that for a long time, so it's not mm-hmm. not that unusual. Okay. Uh, I do like that the percussionist name is quote his nickname was Egg. Egg, just like Egg. <laughs> oh, there was another <laughs> okay. one called Stump too. Stump. Yeah. These are definitely some like bar blues guys <laughs> that they brought in for stuff yeah, <laughs> with nicknames like that. Exactly. I'll bring old Stump in. <laughs> Him and egg. They can take care of it. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next one, which, uh, again, features Pat Metheny, this time on the sitar. Uh, and then it's called The Longest Night. I didn't think I'd really have a good time, but I don't remember you looking so fine. It's been a long, dark night, all right. I've been running all alone up night. So this one sounds to me like a Pat Metheny song almost. Okay. Um, now, it says sitar. I'm pretty sure it's actually a guitar with a sitar emulation on it. Okay. Because um, he uses that sound a lot in his... Is that the... Yeah. In this song, in, that's what they do. Yeah, because yeah. you're right. It doesn't sound like a legit sitar. No. Uh, he uses that sound a lot in his albums, especially in the '80s. He did a lot, so I think that is what it. I don't think it's an actual sitar. I think it's his. It's his guitar with his okay. uh, like uh, effects that he puts on onto his stuff, um, okay. which makes it sound like a Pat Metheny song. Because now, now I'm just automatically mm. thinking back of all the <laughs> Pat Metheny songs I know where I hear that sound, which is a, a lot of them. And but it's 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 a nice change of pace, just kind of yeah. almost swinging, uh, kind of jazzy song. Yeah. Yeah, I actually end up really, really liking this one. Um, not because like anything about it, it stands out so amazingly, but I think I think it's more of like the chill and the yeah. vibe I get from this song. Like this is a song I could just fucking vibe to, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's definitely one I could put on in the background. It's not so mm. slow yeah. that it's like it's going to bring the pacing down a little bit. I mean, it does bring the pacing down, but it's not going to bring like it down so much that it's really noticeable. But it it everything just kind of 
you know, as you kind of said, just chills out. Uh, so, yeah, looking into the song a bit, it's apparently about either like a high school or a college reunion. And like the narrator, he keeps kind of talking about different people. He even kind of calls them out by different initials. Like, for example, he says, oh, and then there's Mr. BMOC, uh, which I believe stands for big man on campus. Uh, and he's like kind of pointing out, looking at the different kind of there's Mr. P.E., uh, you know, Mr. P.E., uh, another so all these other ones. I'm not sure. Maybe that's Mr. Physical education. I don't sure. know. Maybe it was a PE coach or some shit. Um, or the guy who like was, uh, you know, he's like talking about the jocks and them mm-hmm. talking about all this kind of stuff. So and then near by the end of it, it's like finding a companion um, from those from that past, maybe to have a future with. I think that's kind of what I got from it. But, you know, the lyrics didn't matter too much to me. It was more <laughs> of like just the sound of this song that I really liked. Sure. Maybe he got beat up a lot in high school. Hey, nerd. <laughs> that's most of us. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not that I didn't get beat up, but I was nerd for sure. Yeah. I was lucky. I was tall, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, you were six foot, so you nobody were fine. nobody bothered me. And you were six foot for like pretty early, like you know, you I shot turned, up pretty. Early. I hit six feet at almost in eighth grade. Yeah, and exactly. then I stopped growing. I was like, I'm going to be six <laughs> foot four by the end of high school. No, no, I was done. Yep. Nature was like, Nah, it's as big as you get. Yep, good enough. Uh, okay, uh, we'll go to the next one, which is kind of the title track. It's got the okay. title of the album in it. It's called Hot House Ball. Did most anything we wanted to do We celebrate every 4th of July Just a little tamer than most of the rest of us do Well, we don't buy the match, you don't play the fire Put it down, easy on the gas line And shout down at the veterans' hall So from what I read, this is a uh, about a nuclear disaster. It is. So uh, apparently he actually kind of grew up in Virginia area where there was a nuclear power station not far from where he was. Mm. Uh, and so kind of I guess that's the, um, you know, the backstory of what how he how he got to the song. But yeah, you get some lyrics living in the shadow of the yeah, living in the shadow of the hothouse ball, the hothouse ball being apparently this nuclear station. Mm-hmm. Um, one day we'll we'll sell. One day we'll celebrate every Halloween, our faces as masks, everyone glowing in the dark. So everyone glowing in the dark from the radiation. Yeah. Uh, tempers hot. Better pray for rain. Better watch out now for those gamma rays. Like, it's, it's literally, he's just talking about like, yeah, there's this, you're living near a power station and maybe it maybe it fucks up and, um, you know, you have to deal with a nuclear disaster. So it's kind of interesting. Again, another kind of like dark, maybe even almost dark humor you might add to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrics that I really didn't pay attention to to it all but i think it's kind of interesting looking at them now sure uh and yeah i think it's got really good sound and this one big horns so mm. this one's kind of almost has some big horn energy at times yeah. as well uh, but i like this. this is another kind of upper echelon song for me i would say yeah it's a good one i liked it uh, okay let's move to the penultimate song since we're using big words mr prestidigitation <laughs> called swing street One, I will say, I actually really like this song. 
Um, yeah. it's got a it's got a very basic kind of swing beat. It also is a kind of harkens back, kind of like Walking the Sun, more back to his sort of poppy mm-hmm. sound uh, from some of his earlier stuff, um, which doesn't happen a lot in this album. Actually, I think he 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 kind of dives more into I'll use the term folk in folky sound, and not in terms of like folk music, but sure. in folk music in terms of um, historical music, jazz, blues, mm-hmm. uh, bluegrass, that sort of thing, as opposed to just you know straight pop. Um, but it's uh it's uh, it's got a fun beat to it, and I I enjoy the I enjoy the song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good feel to it. Um, so yeah, it sounds positive, sounds fun. But you kind of look at some more of the lyrics about you know they're on string suite, uh, strings swing street. Sorry, <laughs> I know. Uh, but stupid alliteration. Uh, yeah, apparently it's a place definitely uh, ripe with debauchery uh, because he's talking about his my friend John with a mirror and spoon, uh, and mm. you know, that's obviously going to be heroin. Uh, got a belt and a mainline scene, so obviously heroin for sure. Yeah. Um, and then all oh, there's a later line about a woman hooking uh, stuff like that. So apparently, you know, he's a, it's a, you know Swing Street's a place for it's a good things going down on Swing Street. He's talking so fun, but everything you kind of look at the lyrics wise is like, oh, wow, this is a this is definitely a place where some dark shit happens and you know yeah. some shady shit. But it's fun. But you know, I I, I kind of like that. Um, that juxtaposition, that dichotomy between the the feel and what you're actually reading in the lyrics or hearing in the lyrics. So yeah, it's a fun one. It's a good song. Yeah. All right, that brings us to our final song, which featured Mr. Jerry Garcia on lead guitar and uh, both uh, David Hollister and Levi Little. Yeah, Levi Little from oh. Black Street are back on this one. Nice. Uh, and it is called Cruise Control. So I do like that we've we've kind of ended up. Yeah, me one. too. It feels like it's been a while since we've ended up. Yeah, uh, in a, for an album. Um, to me, this is still kind of like a lower tier on the album. Sure, I, you're right. It's not. It's not the best. If you have to rank them apart, sure. This is. Um, and that's not to say the song is bad. The song yeah, is that enjoyable song. Good very, energy. Yeah, very listenable. Uh, but there again, there was nothing in this particular song that really hooked me into it. Sure. Yeah. Um, looking at it, I saw like there are lines about depression in there. Maybe maybe the song's about trying to put yourself on cruise control and not letting the darkness get to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, hard to tell um, for me, but yeah, fun enough, fun enough vibe. And I and I again, I, I similar with you, appreciate that we're ending on like a more upbeat note here. Yes, and uh, I think I think that uh, that helps because I mean, to me, that just makes me want to flip it back around and go go around again. And this is an album that you can do that. And I'll kind of yeah. transition right into sure. my thoughts, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I remember listening to this album from top to bottom multiple times. And doing so for this, it just reminded me, hell yes, this album is damn good. And I kind of had mentioned before, even the songs that I think are slightly lower tier songs, they're not skips to me. They're mm-hmm. not insta skips. They're not anything like that. Like this is an album I am more than happy to just kind of have in the background when I want to do stuff. 
You know, I think it's perfect. And I'd never really broken down the lyrics before because I don't really feel this album is about the lyrics right. to me. It's not about, you know, he's has some interesting stories. White Wheeled Limousine being probably the most prominent, yeah. um, intense one for me, where maybe even the lyrics stand out a little bit more. It's the most poetic, I feel, even on, on this entire album. But that aside... I love the journey, the different vibes, mm-hmm. the different feels, the different sounds that we're getting throughout this album. They're all slightly different, it feels, but they all they fuse really well together. They they have a coer, you know, uh, coercion. Is that that's not no that's cohesion? Not cohesion. Thank you. They have a cohesion, um, and it still sounds like Bruce Hornsby, just with some other things added to it. Right. And I think this is a great album for that. And yeah, this will uh, stay on kind of a rotation for me. As I mentioned before, um, with the sort of the only the few songs that really kind of sound like his poppy sound, I can kind of see why this album didn't do as well. If you were real, if you really like that sort of earlier poppy sound that he did, um, but that definitely does not make this a bad album. In fact, this is a, a fantastic album. All the songs are listenable, as you said. Of course, I already have have. Uh, you know, wax poetic about how how I think White Wild Limousine is sure. just a masterpiece of a song. Um, but this is a great, very underrated and undervalued album that I think everyone needs to get into. The, again, with all of the style changes, there's going to be at least one thing that I think that you can hook on to. Even mm-hmm. whatever, something in here is going to match your musical tastes. You know, I mean, unless you're just like a pure metalhead and yeah, I'm like, but even if you're a metalhead. You know, expand your horizons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, coming from we somebody who metal. coming from people people who love metal bands. Yes, Bruce Hornsby is a masterful musician, a great songwriter, and I think a really smart recording artist. And that he gets the best people he can to record on his albums, and it does it to great effect. All right, that was our review of Hot House by Bruce Hornsby. Please join us next time as we are joined by patron Alex Rennekamp to break down the 1993 film Heart and Souls, discuss the cartoon A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, and recast Heart and Souls using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at BlastPassCast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.